as long as you were living your purpose or living through the right path that he has ordained you to live on earth, he's going to provide everything you need to fulfill that purpose here on earth. And he owns everything. So if you understand that God owns everything on earth, anything you need to do what you need to do, he will provide. Understand? So just, as I said, faith is the key. Let's just hold on strong and be more, have our faith in God. I see the walls before me, I feel the cages forming, seems like the world is falling, but I keep my head off the ground. I see the world before me, I know what change is coming, I hear the world is calling, so I keep my head off the ground. We break into everything. We break into Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner, where we shift mindsets around various topics such as family, finance, relationships, dreams and visions, and most importantly, opportunities and how to walk into them. We want to annihilate the assumption that we cannot break barriers. Let me tell you this today. There is more on the other side of you breaking that barrier that you would never know unless you do. We break into everything. Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner where we step out on faith and defy the odds. I am your host, Joyce Donkor. This is season five and obviously everything, if you have been following, everything we've been talking about is faith over fear. And we have an amazing guest who's going to share his story, share his journey, stepping out on faith and all the fears that he was able to either dismantle or grow with. We don't know. We're just going to dive into it. So we have Harry Nicole all the way from the Gambia. Amazing guest. I can't wait to hear his story. <laughs> Please, Harry, introduce yourself. Thank you very much. I am Harry Nicole from the Gambia. I am a singer, songwriter medical social worker and a vocal coach wow yes <laughs> i didn't even know that about the medical yes. part <laughs> i just knew that harry sings and sing things so <laughs> wow that's amazing so the medical part is part of my story i'm gonna share my when i have to take a step of faith to start my business and the fear is part of my testimony that i'm going to be sharing with you today for the way we start the, the discussion proper that's good to know so for me, I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, Harry sings a lot. So, I mean, in Gambia, we know you for singing. And one of the things that people, I guess, like about you is singing in Wolof as well. So, appreciating that we have this Gambian brother that, even though he's singing gospel, he's also making sure that the locals also understand what he's singing. And I, I think that's amazing for anyone in whatever country you are in. So, has singing always been something you love doing? I think it's something that you were like, okay, I want to be an artist one day. Tell us that story. Yes, it is something that I loved doing. It was never part of my dreams to become an artist. I was just, I just loved the art. And I just, I would sing every time and almost every day and almost everywhere. <laughs> so when my granddad saw the fact that I'm like, this guy sings a lot, what can I do? That was when he encouraged me to join the choir at a very early age. I remember when I was in the choir, I was the youngest in my choir at Christ Church at death. That's when I joined the choir. 
From there, that's when I started learning the art of singing, music, score. I started from classical music and evolved through I mean, the music patterns and genres. But it's been an amazing journey so far, yeah. But from looking from where I started, it is something I love doing. It is something that I just found myself doing. I heard from family saying that Yo, our family have history of singing, of music. We have good singers and blah, blah, blah. But I know, I just found myself. <laughs> How old were you when you joined the choir? I was 12, 11 years old when I joined the choir. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Before you even go deeper, I think one thing I love was the fact that the, your granddad saw the passion in you and or the, or should I say the, what's it called, that you were natural in singing and he decided to push you in that path. And it's funny how he could see that and say, you know what, I want to push my grandson in that area because I think like it's so important that whoever you are with, whether a guardian or parent, when you see your child good in a certain area, push them in that area and let them, if the person is good in drumming, like push, get them to someone, I mean, link them up with someone that can drum or a drumming school that they are learning that craft and growing. Maybe that's not what they want to do in the future, but at least you are trying to hone their craft. At least you're trying to mold them in that area. And I think that's very key that as a, any parent or guardian should take on because when you have a child or you see someone that's good in that area and that they are good in that, you don't stop them and say, oh, you, are, you can't do this. You have to focus on your books. It's important to be educated. But I also think that once you see someone good in the craft, also push them in that area as well. I know sometimes finances can be very crazy and you're like, oh, I can't afford this, but... Taking that step of faith and pushing that child in that area is a very, it's very good. And I, I love that about you. It's very important. And I think a lot of parents should learn from this. Let's learn to discover our kids' talent at a very early age. As I said, not a book that will make way for us. I have a profession and no one knows me for my profession. Everybody knows me for my gift and my right. talent. I mean, and the Bible says your gift makes room for you. So it didn't say your education makes room for you. It said your gift. So whatever you're gifted in, just push in that area. You never know. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. So when did you desire to become this artist that everyone knows? In okay. So I, I mean, from when I was 12, growing up till the, when I think of the 10, 15 years later when I was in the choir, I knew I could sing. I knew I loved classical music but I didn't know how to sing I didn't know sorry how to write songs mm. and I didn't know what way to go because in Gambia it's sad we don't have structures in place where you can say okay I want to learn the art of writing songs let me go to the music school no right. we don't have that here in Gambia so and I feel this calling of God calling me to do something I've been running away from this call for as long as I can oh, remember always do that <laughs> well, I know. no uh-uh. no well, like what no way i cannot do gospel music what me up no way please i'm not even perfect for it so i ran away and ran away my whole life so in 2016 i remember that was the year and i when i really have a very tough i mean real conversation with god i made up my mind okay god i'm going to do this but i don't know how to do it <laughs> i know how to sing but i don't know how to write I don't know how to compose, put melodies together. And it leads me to the Bible where it says the Holy Spirit teach you everything mm, you want to know. Yeah. Like, yo, the Holy Spirit teaches everything you want to know. Yes, like, Holy Spirit, I want to learn how to compose songs 
and melody. Oh my God. And my relationship and my connection with the Holy Spirit, I prayed and prayed. I remember this day I was praying and the words I was saying on my prayer, Elven Holy Spirit just dropped in my heart, put melody in this words. And that was my first song that I've ever composed. Can you just sing it for <laughs> us so that we hear on this podcast? I think we would love to hear. <laughs> so I was just praying, all like, you Holy Spirit, pour more light in my soul. Father, I want you serve you. I want to honor you. Oh, Holy Spirit, pour more light in my soul. So that was what my spirit was growing with mm. inside. So all of a sudden, I started singing. Oh, Holy Spirit, pour more light in my soul. Oh, Holy Spirit, pour more light in my soul. That was it. And more excellent melodies. But yes, yeah. where everything started. That was the first chorus I got and I just started singing that before the lyrics started coming down. More structures started coming. I started expressing myself. Melodies I've never I'm an emergent that I could do this. Since then, till date, with the help of the Holy Spirit, I've composed more than 20 songs. I just want to say one thing about being in his presence. And maybe this is the topic of the podcast is going to be staying in his presence because when we don't just come up with ideas as believers, I mean, yeah, some people are just so talented in that area. They can be doing anything and they'll get ideas. But I feel also that fellowshipping the Holy Spirit, fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit will give you ideas that you never thought you would have, will give you like you the Holy Spirit pouring out lyrics that you never thought would ever come out of your mouth. And so there is so much to say about fellowshipping with God that in his presence, there is fullness of joy. That's what the Bible says. In his presence, you gain so much. Sometimes when I'm running out of ideas, listen, it is when I go into his presence that I start hearing, getting ideas on what to do, even with our event that we are planning, worship and network. It was just being fellowshipping with God. I had no idea about what I was going to do for worship and network. And one thing about being in his presence, yes, he'll give you ideas. And once you are obedient and step out on faith and do it, he will add on to you the things you are supposed to do with regards to that. And so being in his presence, let's mm-hmm. not even play with it. Being in his presence, he'll give you strategy. It is. I mean, we have a tool or a weapon that we could use. Or we have a way of something that can guide us to a lot of things that we don't know. Yeah. I mean, we're talking that the normal way is to just go to school or go get a mentor or mm-hmm. to have somebody to teach you, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But there is another way, yeah. which is the more genuine way that things come naturally. And for yeah. me, this has been my story. As in, I'm just living, I've traveled out of Gambia, but yes, I've never traveled to get any form of education in music. Understand? Mm-hmm. Everything I've learned, I learned in the presence of God and in the music, in the choir. Yeah. And chunks of the best of the best is what I learned from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I think as you step out on faith and do what God wants you, sometimes you don't even need any form of education yes as you grow you want to know more but especially god knowing the god knowing the how do i say should i say restrictions that we have in gambia that we don't have all everything we need to be who we want to be i feel like god always brings 
things our way, people our way. And so I feel like also you learning was you being in that choir, was you being growing and just trying to sing in every aspect yeah. of ways. When they invite you here, you go yeah. and you're learning from those places. God, what did I do wrong here? Can I grow? Mm-hmm. And you even staying in this presence is also God teaching you along the way. So we may not have everything that we have at the point to go to the extent that we want to go, but then again, God is there to guide us and teach us the way we should go. And that's why it's so important, even as you pray and as you step out on faith, that you ask God to bring the right people your way that will help you grow in that aspect of your life. So I think that it's really great that even though you didn't have everything, you didn't decide to stay and sit down and say, God, I don't have everything with me. I want to go and study music before I do this. Sometimes you have to take that step of faith to be able to do what you have to do. That's it. I mean, step of faith, that is the right word to use. Because even when I was starting, this, I mean, this singing gospel music and being an artist and starting composer, like I have no support. I didn't have anything that would guarantee that I'll go far. But I just had this strong faith that I need to take a step of faith. And that was all I did. I made the sacrifices. I just went to the studio, used my salary. I remember my first salary. When I had my salary, I went to the studio and paid everything and, and did a song. <laughs> and did a song. Yes. I was so excited. Something inside me was telling me that the fear inside me was like, yo, dude, you're taking your money. Everything you should spend to pay transportation to work, your breakfast money, you have to get grandma. All I want have to pay bills in the house. Mm. You're using everything for a song. I was like, yo, yo, I was like, I just ignored mm-hmm. that voice. Mm-hmm. I ignored the fear and everything that was just, I mean, grumbling inside of me. And I just focused on it. And today, I didn't regret it to take a step of faith because yeah. one song, Lisa's song, another song, albums, two yeah. albums. Yeah. Don't tell my story, man. Like, <laughs> when I started Barrier Breakers mm-hmm. Corner here, it was like, God, I don't even know how I'm going to pay for this thing. But God made provision all the time. And it's like using your own funds to do everything. And it's like, sometimes I'm like, God, this is you. And I'm like, this money that is coming could be going somewhere. Could be going to my savings or something. But God always comes through, even when it's hard. And it doesn't seem like it's going to go the way you want it. And you're like, there are bills piling up. How am I supposed to do it? Like for me, I've just seen yeah. that just show up. Just when, And for me, it was, for me personally, it was mostly an increase in payment and uh, work or being going to another job that paid better or increase in finances in, at work. It, it was more of not... Uh, I can call that a promotion, but like leaving from one place to another and getting a better pay or leaving one job. Because at that time I was doing more of contract jobs. So it was more about, or getting a job with a better pay all the time for me. And I, I like, I don't, I'm always grateful for what God has done. Because when I look back in 2019, when I started mm-hmm. to now, I've seen so much growth personally, career-wise in my finances. Yeah. And that's because yeah. I put that trust yeah. in God. And even though sometimes I'll be like, oh, God, this is still too much. But God still uses mm. me to be a blessing. So I'm like, yeah, that money part, God is going to test you. <laughs> How much are you going to put into this? Because if we decide to do it ourselves, if we decide to, if God decides to put everything for us, then we don't need faith to do what we have to do. We already, it's there. But when you know that I need to depend on God and sometimes I need to put in my own money for me to be able to get this done because I trust that God is going to provide for me. Then God comes through in numerous ways. It might be good health. It might be increasing salary. It might be so much other blessings, extra long life. Yeah, because who knows, blessing. you could have died. Yeah. yeah. Who knows, mm. you could have died earlier. Mm-hmm. But because of that step of faith, you have an extension 
in your life or something. There's so many more blessings. Sometimes we don't even see. Yeah. I'm not going to boast, but I'm just sharing what God has done through the sacrifice that I've made and the step of faith that I have done. I mean, today in Gambia, thanks be to God. I mean, I'm recognized as one of the leading gospel singers in the country. And my songs are played on different platforms within the country, especially on Sundays, GRTS, QTV, mm. radio stations, play and church events. I go to places, people tell me, your song is blessing me, or oh, your song, or oh, that song. Everybody has their choices. I didn't see all of this. Right now, I even struggle to go out now because everybody knows me and I don't know people. <laughs> <laughs> it's the glory. That's the dangerous part. <laughs> yeah. So you realize, and financial wise, I mean, he it has been amazing. I mean, all I mean, the sacrifice today, he has blessed me financially to the point that I get to do albums. I spent my previous album, I spent so much. If I tell people how much I spent on my album in Gambia, they'll say, "What? Who spent like that kind of money on an album here in Gambia?" I do. Yeah. And I will. Yeah. I do the worth and the importance of what I am doing. And thanks be to God. I could do, I did a lot of projects. I remember, I mean, when I came, my first invitation to Grand Theater at Fuji and Gakos' program, mm. I went to Senegal and I was so inspired. I was so motivated. I've seen something I've never seen in my whole life in Gambia. Mm. And they were like, yo, Gambia, we're really sleepy. What are we going to do? <laughs> so when I came, I was so inspired. I called my manager. I was like, yo, dude, no, we need to do something crazy for God in Gambia. We're like, let's organize a dumb gospel festival. Yeah. It's like, what? I'm like, yes, gospel festival. So we organized this dumb gospel festival. We will put the budget together. My head was blowing. I'm like, where are they somebody? <laughs> but the amazing part was we didn't look at the money. We just look at the project. And yeah. our focus and our faith was the project. And yeah. we just keep on pushing. So it was hard. It's always hard to get support here in Ghana because of the status quo here and the percentage of Christians. And the Christian dom don't support that. It's hard to support them institutions mm-hmm. I mean, they don't really see the worth in, the, in investing in a christian program yeah so they see it as a waste of time but yes with that we pushed and pushed glory be to god yeah. first of all very huge success it was filled to the brim and Kerala, which came out wow. free and everything was there wow. other events that we've done that we spent almost half millions of dollars and god in fact i didn't have quarter of that in my account and God has been just surprising us I mean, because of step of faith we just move we don't see yeah. the money we don't see what but we just take the step and it's been amazing so far yeah sometimes when you do some of I mean these things for God like it's not even about the money that you're going to get yes we need to eat yes we need to pay bills and all of that but also the lives that are being blessed sometimes when I think about it I'm like <laughs> The podcasting and everything, I'm like, God, it's in your hands. But I also know that people are being blessed. Some of them might not come on social media and say, you know, but in their corners, something is turning in their heart. Something is, I mean, they are being blessed by our conversations. And that's one thing I'm grateful for. The little that come to me and tell me how blessed they were, that is enough for me to make another podcast, do another season, because I know somebody's life is being blessed. And so whatever we do out there, let's not think about the money that's going to come. It will come eventually. Just be faithful in the little and God will extend you. But you are learning as you're going, you're learning as you grow. And so 
just put yeah. it all out there and know that other people are being blessed by it and eventually you will sow what you I mean you'll reap what you have sown yeah so I just want to dive into the medical bit how did that come about <laughs> you going into so yeah when I finished school I did my foundation in nursing and I started working in the clinic and I worked as a nurse for four years before I went to do my social work so and I did a diploma in social work so now I am general like a medical social worker wow but apparently what happened was so yeah I did I had this passion to help and to care for vulnerable the old the sick the recovering and the very vulnerable the disabled and it is been a dying passion because apparently when my granddad's elder brother was sick at a very early age I was in senior secondary school doing commerce. I didn't even do science. I was studying, I was studying commerce. <laughs> so my granddad told me to go live with him. And when I saw the man, he, how sick he was and how he struggled until he died, got something in my heart. Mm-hmm. And that's when I knew that, yo, I wanted to do something to help people in this vulnerable state. Yeah. And since then, I've always worked towards it. After school, I had to go do some extra exams, private exams to I'm on top of my grades because it was in commerce to do mm-hmm. some science subjects to mm-hmm. my medical studies and so on, which I did. So yeah, I then I started working at this clinic. So I there was this daytime I was working in this clinic. I worked seven, six days a week, one day off. Yeah, it was very tiring, very tiring. So I read this book about step of faith. I learned that from Bishop, and I was so convicted that the spirit of God was speaking to me that I need to leave this job. And I heard God spoke to me like, yo, you have to resign from this job. You can imagine like, what, what are you saying, God? You want me to leave this job after I have this care and passion? Where else would I have my source of income? After all my music, blah, blah, blah. I started looking for excuses, but the voice was very clear. Yeah. Resigned from this job. So I was like, okay. If you say so. I remember I, <laughs> I spoke to a sister and the sister told me, if this is what God wants, do it. I cried. And I went and wrote my resignation letter. And I sent my resignation letter to them. To the administrator, and they called me for me. Are you leaving? Yes, why? Else I'm going to follow my studies. I mean, that's the only excuse I could give. I'm going to follow my studies. <laughs> I'm like, okay, no problem. So, I'm Monday to Friday. Friday was my last day that I was supposed to leave my the job and you know, and just go sit at home. Mm-hmm. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, a lady came to my office. And in the hospital and asked for, I'm asking for Harry. It's like, Harry is here. I had it you a caregiver. Yes, I'm a caregiver. I've helped a lot of people who are sick, old people in the, mm. around the career society. Because I did it part-time too. Okay. She started crying. You know, my husband, blah, blah, blah. I need help. Can you please, blah, blah, blah. Because your mom, don't cry. It's okay. I'm resigning from my job. I can mm-hmm. take your husband's care. Mm-hmm. Now I take 100% care of him. She couldn't believe. She told me how much will you charge me? I doubled my price. You're like, oh, that is too small. She went home and called me, and they tripled the price. Wow! <laughs> they tripled the price. I was like, yo, I was on top of the bat. So I started working in the homes of, I mean, the elderly. So I remember working with the first client, and God has been so faithful through us, through the care services that we were giving to that old man. Hmm. He recovered. The family, everybody has seen how he has improved throughout mm. here. And people started asking for extra help. Oh, my other uncle here, my other auntie here, <laughs> and blah, 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 blah. Wow. So we realized that, yo, this is getting bigger. We need to start up something and look for a way to structure something. I was like, I told my friend, like, can you partner with me so we can do a, open a, do a home care agency? Okay, let's do it. So we started a home care agency. 
was not as structured as it is now, but at the time... You yeah, started. Yeah, when you started. So we had one, three, four, five, six clients, and we started having up to four, eight caregivers who were working on the field, and we started doing this home care business. And since then, till today, I've been doing home care, and, and it's been a blessing. Okay. It's been way more rewarding. I never knew it was what God had for me, or this was the God's plan for me. That's why when he asked me to resign from the job, I refused somehow. I was the fear to take the step of faith was there because I was like, yo, if I leave this, what else will I do? I didn't even know that there was something called home health care agency or, yeah. or services. I didn't understand. Mm. And when I took the step of faith, he led me to this business that have given me, has been so rewarding today for me. Wow. It has led me. It has linked me to a lot of people who have helped me towards my destiny and my purpose in life. People, good connections, and you know. all. I mean, it's been a blessing so far. Wow. I mean, I'm able to sponsor my ministry through this job blessing. all this while. Blessing. It's been a big time blessing. So the fear is always there, but the faith, you always override the fear. Right. Because, you know, I mean, whenever there is something at the end of the tunnel, the devil will always want to deny you access to Mm. And fear is what he brings in, understand? And we should not listen to the voice of fear. And this, because if someone with faith should always take a step of faith or look forward and focus on the faith, then the fear, because it's going to come. It's normal. It's mm. normal. Yeah, thank God today I did to what, to, heard what God said to me yeah. and I took that faith. And today, I mean, I have a registered business. Before I had a registered business, I had partnership. I was in a partnership home care business. Wow. Congratulations. This is an amazing story. Oh, my God. I don't even want to get teary. But the Bible is so true when it says obedience is better than sacrifice. When you obey the Lord, he makes ways for you that you never thought you would, like, you would walk through. And it's so amazing that you share how your obedience to God and hearing to his voice open so many other doors for you. I mean, there's nothing wrong with you having two jobs and be passionate about two things and doing them together. But God will always, your obedience will always make open doors for you. Like just being obedient to him. It just reminds me of <laughs> last year that I was always, like I said earlier, I was always a contractor on jobs. And so whether it's accounting or in audit, I'll be doing contracted jobs. So it's three months here, six months there, nine months here. And so one of the jobs ended and I was like, oh, it's going to be quick. God is going to give me another job. But it has always been my desire to also have a permanent job with the benefits that came along because as a contractor, you don't really have those benefits. And so May last year, my one of my jobs, it ended and I was like, yeah, I'm going to get another job soon. I did get another job soon, but because I had a desire to be on a permanent job, when I got a job, I did not have peace of mind. And for my friends, I call my pastor's wife. I was like, this is it. What do I do? And it's like, take the job. If you think this is it, take the job and you can be looking for another job. But knowing the kind of person I am, I did not want to take a job knowing that the next day I was going to, I was going to resign from that job or the next month. I wanted a job that at least let them know that this girl worked, not that she came and started and then she. Some companies may be struggling to get somebody and they find somebody and then they train you and then you now decide to leave. And I didn't want that. So I accepted the job though. I did. I accepted the job. And then throughout the day to the night, I was praying at night and my spirit was just not. She has already emailed me, congratulations, George, you got the job. You start on this, this, this day. 
my spirit at night, I was praying. My spirit was just not agreeing. And right there and then I sent them a text to the manager. I was like, I don't think I'm going to take this job. I'm so sorry that I have to reject this job. I know like they're sending my laptop. They are doing, it was work from home too. So I'm just like, I don't want to take this job. I can't accept it. I'm so sorry that I had to do it. I felt so bad having to do that and all of that. But yeah. yo, I, it took me three months before I had another job. <laughs> And <laughs> it was the three months of the struggle, but for me, it showed me who I was in Christ. It showed me where my heart was. It showed me that you are not fully dependent on God, even though you say, yes, you're a Christian, you're a believer, you're dependent on God, but you're not fully dependent on God. But eventually when I had a, I began to shift my heart posture into the right way that God would want it. And I started applying again. And in fact, when I was applying, there's certain things that I put on my resume. I was like, you know what? Let me delete this out of my resume. If God is going to get me a job, he's going to get me a job so I was like I want it to be in this area let's focus on this area and then I got a, a job and guess what the job was from and if I had just been obedient to the Holy Spirit or just hacking onto God and just fellowship more I don't know maybe I'll still I would have had this job a long time ago because guess what the previous job that I had it was from a company but not from a company I was working I was working for but with another company, they hired me for another company. And this manager, very nice manager, their laptop was still with me. So I took the, I called him. I was like, okay, I'm going to call him because the laptop is still with me. But I also tell him that I need a job. So I was like, your laptop is still with me. When are you guys going to come pick it up? And then I was like, he was like, oh, I'll send somebody an email, blah, 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 blah. But then I was like, okay, I'm still looking for a job. I haven't found one yet. And he was like, oh, I'm going to connect you with somebody in New York City, yada, yada. And this guy was in another state. And boom, that's how they called me. They interviewed me and I got a permanent job. This is the first time I've had a permanent job. I'm no, well, after a long time, but this is the first time I had a permanent job that had the benefits because the previous permanent job that I had didn't come with benefits. So I was so grateful to God. And even now that I've been a year on the job, it's like, God, I thank you for making a way for me that I trusted in you. Sometimes stepping out on faith is going to come with tears. It's going to pain. It's going to come with a struggle, <laughs> but you yeah. have to know where your faith, who your faith lies in, that it is in God. And so if you have to wait three months for what God has for you, then you have to wait. Sometimes it's longer than that, but it's not, I'm not going to stop praying. I'm going to continue seeking your face. Who knows? I would have gotten this job earlier, but maybe God also wanted to show me my heart. And that's yeah. why it had to wait longer because it was the same person that I was working with that I had to call again. So how come I didn't reach out to them earlier? How come that I didn't, like God didn't say, talk to this person about it, but then letting me know my heart posture, I think it just changed my perspective and on things and how I should relate with God more. And that's the thing about stepping out of faith. And so you eventually, when you hear God's word and you're being obedient to him, at the end of the day, you're going to get a peace of mind. You're going to get the, the many blessings. I know there was there's one that I'm yet to talk about, but I can't wait to have to share that story when God had already confirmed this. But even when I took that step of faith in fear to do this, at the end of the day, I have peace of mind. At the end of the day, I'm like, every day I'm like, God, I thank you for this gift. I'm so grateful because I don't know what I would have done. So stepping out of faith has, it has a lot of wahala. <laughs> But at the end of the day, God gets the glory and then you get to benefit the blessings from stepping out of faith. Yeah. Sure, sure. And it's important for them. Like today, 
I mean, I thank God that I resigned from that job. <laughs> I thank God that I heard very clearly and I I thank God I ignored my fear. It's a very cute thing. You have to learn to ignore your fear. Yes. Fear is not there to help you. It's just there to discourage you. So anything that discourages you needs to go away. Yeah. I was going to even say that whilst I was actually looking for the job, I had called and she's like, some people will really... People desire to help you no matter what. And this person, I know with all their heart, they wanted to see me work. And I know they, their desire was to see me work. So every time they would be like, I wish you had taken that job. I wish you had taken that job. But because they are saying it from a place of, I really want the best for you. Not that, oh, not that they were wrong or anything. I could have still taken that job and still waited on God. But I just knew that if I had taken it, because of the way I am, if I had taken that job, I wouldn't come, I wouldn't apply for any other job. I wouldn't go for what God had for me, the best that God had for me. But there are people that are around you. They love you. Not that, don't ever think that they hate you. There are some people that have bad belly and all of those things, but there are some people that are for you. And they'll be saying things, they'll be saying the right thing at the wrong time. Or they'll be saying something that will, even though it's the right thing, but you know that at that moment in your life, it's not what God wants for you. They're not bad people. Yeah. They just want the best for you. And that's why they may say certain yeah. things to you. But at that point in my life, I was like, I don't want you to keep saying this because you make me feel bad. <laughs> I know what God had said in my heart and I just want to be obedient. And he was like, I know, I just want to, I just feel for you. Yeah. What are some of the challenges you face though? whether through the music or in your business, what are some of the challenges you face? Okay, let me start with the music first. Gambia, because the kind of music I do here in Gambia, I do arts in general, because apart from my gospel music, I am part of Edmund Jan Theatre and Black Magic. Mm. And so I do plays and act on stage and I do songs, I mean, cover songs on the goes along with the play of a team. Mm-hmm. Understand? That part has been going very well. But when it comes to my, okay, composing creative part of it i mean by the grace of uh, it's been a little bit hard because we didn't have much platforms here in gambia for gospel music as in when i was even starting at that time the only gospel singer i knew growing up was mary bass Dina, like Dina. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was this other guy too there was this other guy i don't know whether he's gambian the one that used, that used to sing even though i have no shoes i'm satisfied <laughs> Yes. You know, those are the only gospel songs oh, I that, knew. He was the only one I've heard in Gambia, apart from you guys. <laughs> he was the only one I've heard. So after that, a very long time, there was nothing. My boss um, got married. She's into nursing. She became so busy. No gospel music, nothing at all. In fact, it, the whole gospel music thing, it died, mm. let's say. Mm. You, you watch JRS TV days, you watch only foreign gospel singers. Well, like, mm. yo, something has to do something. Yeah. Something has to be done. At least, so, because I like seeing Gambe in everything I do. Yeah. So, like, I, I didn't have a choice. And after when you come on a big ground where you didn't meet no structures, we were the foundation setters. Understand? We have to start fresh mm-hmm. and create the platforms, look for the platforms, and look for ways to do things. It was yeah. so hard. Um, it was not really easy. It was, yeah, the journey has been so hard. Financially, it's been challenging. Setting up the structures, building the foundation is also very challenging. It was very challenging too. And people to make it somehow hard. There's some people they call aunties. When your mom you start to sing, I know this guy now. <laughs> is this not... This is not Harry of Nazareth. Harry, the group. <laughs> Harry of Nazareth. 
This one that used to grow up here, the Carpenter's son. We know yeah. this guy now. When does he come and start doing this whole thing? Yeah. As I say, the prophet is never always in his home. And that type of respect, you know, it it's not kills good. a lot. Familiarity. It's the familiarity. Familiarity. Yeah. It kills a lot. So, yeah, those were the main challenges that we've gone through. Mm. But, I mean, personally, me, yeah. But God has been so faithful and so good throughout the journey. Yeah. And through all this, he's made everything work well. And we've made so much progress. Mm. Today, I'm happy to see that there are more than 15 gospel singers in the Gambia. Oh, like, mm. ah, God, thank Yes, you. yes. Yeah. We have a whole lot of them. And there's still upcoming ones. Every yes. day there's a new one yeah. coming up. <laughs> I love <laughs> so, to say it, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yo, we thank God. We thank God. I'm glad that people, young people are getting inspired, getting motivated. And that was what we are looking out for. To start something mm. people will see themselves and be inspired and motivated to do that every day i went up on my whatsapp or my messenger young people will text me i am inspired i want to see gospel music to help me every day as an, even yeah. as a today i'm talking to you someone is texting me i want to sing for god how am i going to start what am i going to do think, blah, blah, blah. and this thought just came in my mind i think maybe you should or I don't know whoever hears this, but <laughs> talking to you, Harry, that maybe we should, you should maybe create a YouTube channel for Gambian gospel artists where we can just have all the musics from Gambians, all the songs from Gambians together, like a playlist and just put it out there. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, we we'll love, definitely love to hear it. Because I feel like when they are scattered, like, it's hard to, and not everyone is on their WhatsApp messages or have the numbers of these people to know. And some of them are not even on social media. Maybe that's one thing we need to push the those people to do to go on social media. But if we're able I to get do. that, yeah. have that yeah. playlist of all the Gambian songs like you, yourself, Lance, Danny Parker, and the other great, great ones as well. We can just put them all together and put them on YouTube and have that. It could be a DJ Gambian gospel playlist mm. that is... I had it in mind. This is the third time I'm hearing this recommendation. Wow. A lot of people have. So I'll find time to really fix this. I'll find time to create this whole thing. It's been popping up from different yeah. people. And yes, you're right. We have That's to. good. We have, this, we have this association called the Association of Government Gospel Artists. Oh, okay. We formed. And uh, it's been a tough one too. But yes, we've been fighting to bring everybody together. Which is also very hard to bring people together. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. So I wanted to do that under the umbrella of the Association of Gambian Gospel Artists because there is mm. an email address, email, which can be used to open up a new YouTube account. That's good. But I didn't move forward because of we have more issues internally that we need to resolve. Because mm-hmm. it would be nice to start doing it. Was, it came to a point where they think that it's a man show. Which yeah. is not one man show, but you yeah. have to push things. So let's do this because I see that there is hope at the end of it now. When people everybody start pulling their hands, okay, let's leave him down with the button alone. That is very frustrating. So I reached that point where I just had to just and couldn't do much again because I don't want me alone doing everything. Mm-hmm. It's it has come to be a family thing. We need to just come together and work out. Yeah, but I will surely. Yeah, I think we need to come to a point where if you are doing anything, do it with all your heart. If you're going to do it all your heart and gain, you are doing it just to gain something out of it. Listen, God will just 
switch you out because whoever is for God, you do it with all your heart and not thinking that it is for one man or not thinking that, oh, let me, I need to get something out of this and then get out of it. Once I get the fame, once I get the money, who, what is this group? But this group yeah. is like what has made you who you are today. And so put the respect yeah. there. But also if you have issues with people, I think one thing about working in a team, if you have issues, be able to talk about it and not assume stuff because I think we get to assume a lot of things. And so once you put that out, leave that out out of you and then decide to take that step of faith again to go talk to that person who you think you have an issue with, you realize that it was not really an issue anymore. I mean, it was never really an issue. It's just about you coming to clear your heart and talking about stuff. But yeah, I think one thing we need to do as a body of Christ is always whatever we do, ask unto the Lord. And if you have any issues, talk about it yeah. and not keep it in your heart. What are some of the lessons you're learning? I've learned to, to be still in the midst of the turmoil. Mm-hmm. When things are hard, just, I mean, look up to God, mm-hmm. understand? And when things don't go your way too, because we want things to go our way, still look up to God. Yeah. Understand? And that had, I've learned to be also be very patient. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> God has tested my patience several times, and now I think I'm a patient guru. <laughs> God will definitely always test our patience. That is one thing. <laughs> oh my God. I just be like, God, I know I have been patient for so long. I have passed this test. Can we move on to the next, please? <laughs> Somebody said, I've been patient so much. My name is now patience. <laughs> I'm like, yo, God will test, they will test your patience. God will test your patience. Yeah. 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 So I've learned those things in the process, which is, which are good qualities today. It's helping me a lot in my work and also in my career and as a ministry, as a mm. singer in a gospel ministry. Yeah. We thank That's God. Good. That's good. I mean, we yeah. talked about challenges earlier. I just want to find out, and maybe you have answered it, but maybe just me going back again. You were faced with the challenges. How, like, how did you stay still in those challenges? How did you sort out yourself? Because sometimes when we are faced with challenges, we sometimes we want somebody wants to give up. Sometimes they're like, oh, I'm tired. I'm not going to do anything. But how did you withstand the challenges and just move on? I've been consistent with the word of God and in God. Staying yeah. in the presence of God, it's, as you yeah. said earlier, that has been my help as, yeah. as my main guide. Because, yeah, it's always had a better time to come back to God and stay in the Word. I have more assurance why I need to continue, why I need to do what I'm doing for the will of God. Yeah. So now my attention and my energy is no longer focused on the challenges, but on the things that, you know, that one life the, or the one person who will listen to that song that will be blessed is what I am just worried about. That or there's one person uh, that God want to use the song to bless or heal or do something with it, this piece of work. I mean, that is what I'm more focused on. So I learn to channel my energy. So I give yeah. my energy to God and just ignore yeah. the rest. Surrendering it yeah. to God. I think when we talked about this on one of the podcast sessions and I was like, it's just bringing that challenge to God and say, God, I'm not good at this part. It's really eating on me. I surrender it to you. Have your way. And is I think that's one important thing that we should do that no matter what the struggle is, no matter what the challenges are, just submit it to God and you definitely take care of it and you feel peace of mind. But when you are faced with the challenges and then you try to fight the challenges and not 
put it into God's hands, you realize that you don't have peace of mind. You begin to act weirdly. You, your relationship with other people be, begin to dwindle and go down. But once you surrender it to God, and God says you cannot be mocked, so you can't be saying, yeah, faced with challenges and doing other things at the same time or trusting in other things at the same time or having other idols that God says, I do not worship any other idols. And your idols could be depending so much on another man than God, seeking for that help from another person. Yes, there's nothing wrong with seeking for help, but when you depend on someone else more than you depend on God, then you start deviating. So when the challenges come, learn to yeah. submit it to God and let him have his way. Mm-hmm. Yes. So staying in this presence is it's key. We have said this already. So what yeah. advice have you got for someone that feels life is hard? I can't do this. I can't break barriers. What advice have you got for them? I mean, in the presence of God, there is everything that we can find there. Mm. There is fullness of joy. There is joy. There is strength. There is love. There is encouragement. There is motivation. Mm. There is everything that one needs. Mm. And if I'm going to advise someone, just hang on there. And do not give. Be consistent with whatever you do. Mm-hmm. I mean, the beginning of everything is not easy. And with time, the results always pays off. Yeah. So just hang on there and hold on strong to God. Because know the fact that everything in this world is owned by this God that you worship, you yeah. adore, you pray. And he knows the assignment that he gave to you. Yeah. Understand? And he knows that your purpose on earth, as long as you were living your purpose or living through the right path that he has ordained you to live on earth. Mm-hmm. He's going to provide everything you need to fulfill that purpose here on earth. Yeah. And he owns everything. So if you understand that God owns everything on earth, anything you need to do what you need to do, mm-hmm. he will provide. Yeah. Understand. So just, as I said, faith is the key. Mm-hmm. Let's just hold on strong and be more have our faith in God and we can move mountains. Yeah. Yeah. It's just taking <laughs> us back to <laughs> staying in his presence. It's so key. Yeah. One of the questions I asked on Barra Breakers Corner is what do you know now that you wish you had known when you were younger? I wish I knew like that I could have done all things through the power of the through the help of the Holy Spirit when I was younger. Yeah. Now I know it now I've been doing exploits. <laughs> Before <laughs> I wish I didn't know I didn't know. So I was talking out of ignorance, saying, ah, no, I can sing, but I can only sing people's songs. Let me just do cover songs. It brings me to the scripture in Daniel 11.32 that says, they that know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. So it's about knowing who God is and how do we know him, but stay in his presence. So yeah, <laughs> that's really important. I think some of these things we are never thought or we never see. And so it's good that we are sharing these stories and talking about them so that our kids, our people that, that are growing around us, young people that are growing around us, we're able to learn these things and know that staying in his presence is key. Even if it's for five minutes, you'll grow from there, from five minutes to 10 minutes, 15 minutes to 20 minutes, an hour. But you have to start from somewhere and just be like, God, I want to hear you clearly. I want to know more of you and just staying in his presence frequently the bible says pray without season right so as you pray throughout the day it's not like being in church the whole day stay pray without season doesn't mean you have to go and pray in the church the whole day or have all night there is a time for that but always 
I feel like your whole life is just staying in his presence because whatever you do, whatever you say, the desire is to live right and do. And that's part of staying in his presence, but also like really going to read the word of God and also just praying is also key. Sometimes you can just take a minute out of your work on your job and just go to the bathroom or just take a walk outside and all you're doing is just pray. So it's part of just staying in his presence there. Yeah, able. the Bible says he has given us that boldness to come to him. And so it's only when you know him that you know that, oh God, no matter what, I can just come into your presence. I have that boldness. And when you come out of his presence, there's also that boldness that you carry to do anything that you want to do. So thank you so much, Harry, for this. Do you have any last words that you'd like to say? My last words is just whoever is listening to this podcast, I said as a team today is fear over, over fear. oh faith over fear. Faith over fears, yes. Just always allow faith to work. And fear, ignore, and you will move mountains. I mean, that's my advice to whoever is listening to this podcast. And thank you to the Bayer Breakers for giving me this platform to share my story. It's been an honor to have this platform. You're welcome. Yeah. I really do love your story and how you stepped out of faith. And I pray that everyone that listens will be encouraged. This is one of the things we just want to be sharing people's stories so that you just glean on it and glean from it and just go out and do great exploits. Go out and do more. Go out and know that if I stay in his presence, I will be able to get ideas and strategy. If I stay in his presence, I can be able to step out on faith and defy the earth. So we love your story, Harry. I didn't even know you were a medical caregiver until today. So... <laughs> You don't even have it on your Instagram, so we put it there so that we yeah. all know. <laughs> but we are. I will add it there. <laughs> you should. We are so glad to hear this side of your story and knowing that God allowed you to even step into that is just glory to God. So thank you so much for stepping out on faith. Thank you for defying the earth. Keep breaking barriers wherever you go, and thank you so much once again for being on this podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Barrier Breakers Corner podcast. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, share with those you think can benefit from this information. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to the BB Corner Podcast at gmail.com. The Barrier Breakers Corner Podcast is produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company and executive produced by Joyce Donkor. The podcast music was written by Chidi Omenihu and produced by Andy Official in the Gambia, West Africa. Cause they can-